Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Midt under coronakrisen var vi rigtig mange, der blev nødt til at arbejde hjemmefra, sådan at endnu mere end vores arbejde end normalt foregik online. Og det galt ikke kun for os på arbejde, det galt også for dem, der går i skole, ikke bare i Danmark, men i store dele af Europa. Og i takt med, at meget mere af vores liv det foregik online, så fulgte de kriminelle med, og konsekvensen af den udvikling skal du høre om i dag i det interview, jeg har fundet frem. Det er med Europols direktør Katrine de Bolle, der i lockdown-dagene fortalte Thomas Lauritsen om de kriminelles nye fokus online. Det indebar eksempelvis hackerangreb på hospitaler og salg af falske produkter. Europol-direktøren kom med flere udførlige eksempler på, hvad der egentlig skete online, og hvorfor netop den udvikling skete, og det synes jeg gør interviewet interessant. Derfor kan du lytte til det her. Det blev i første omgang udgivet 6. april 2020, så kan du enten lytte til det igen, eller hvis du missede det dengang, så kan du få hendes pointer med nu. God fornøjelse. Parlamentet er sponsoreret af 3F. Fordi Danmark fortjener færre journalistik om EU. We see that there is less criminality on the streets. So we see that um, uh, we have an increase of criminality on streets, but we have we have a decrease of criminality on streets, but we have an increase of cybercriminality and counterfeited goods. Um, what we see is that um, burglaries are now done in commercial premises and medical facilities. We also have thefts of lorries with medical equipment that has been reported already. And what we also see is that there is a refocus uh, from criminals to towards vulnerable elder people. So they use then the grandmother-nephew trick, which means that they try to contact an elder peop- an, an older people, an older person, Uh, they uh, tell her or him that the nephew is hospitalized and, and infected by the virus and that they have to continue with the test at home uh, with this person. So that is the way how they try to get in the houses of elder people and then they, they commit their uh, their, act, their acts. Okay. Uh, I've seen in some of the material from Europol that there are also problems with counterfeit materials. Uh, how How does that take place, for instance? Uh, what we see is that uh, the criminal organizations are very flexible and agile. Uh, when we uh, saw the pandemic in the European Union, we immediately saw an increase of counterfeit goods. And we can say that the selling of these counterfeit goods is booming at the moment. Why is that? Because there is a high demand uh, from people to goods to protect themselves uh, towards medication. Uh, so uh, the high demand uh, for these goods gives the inspiration to criminal organizations to uh, sell counterfeit goods uh, through the dark web, for instance. And what kind of goods are, th- are that? Is, is uh, it medicine? Yeah, medicines, pharmaceutical products. Uh, we also see certain types of healthcare and sanitary products like uh, clothes and equipment, gloves. And we also see uh, the distribution of counterfeit COVID-19 tests. 
And we can say that all these uh, goods and tests, they have a negative impact on the health of the citizens in the European Union and, in, in, and globally. There's also a rise in, uh, in cybercrime. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes. Um, criminals um, are very active uh, in the cyber world. Um, uh, the impact of the pandemic is most visible over there. Um, and we see, see a, a sharp increase in uh, cybercrime. What is really worrying us, us is that uh, we see more and more attacks towards critical infrastructures. And what is a critical infrastructure at now? It's uh, a hospital, of course, medical infrastructures, uh, supermarkets. We see that uh, the phishing mails in the send out uh, in the beginning of the crisis and until now um, are more and more uh, related to sophisticated attacks of this criminal infrastructure, which causes a lot of problems. We have a case in um, the Czech Republic where we had a cyber attack towards a hospital. Due to the attack, the IT system had to be uh, closed down uh, and several uh, urgent medical interventions could not take place. So if you have the combination of the health crisis and an attack to your health system, to hospitals, then it worsens the crisis. But what's the point of attacking a hospital? Uh, what's in it for the criminals? The ransom they got out of it. So they always ask um, uh, money uh, to give you the key to de-block again and to have access to your data. It's always about money for criminals. Uh, what we also see uh, that, that has changed uh, for criminal groups is that uh, criminal groups active in uh, the cyber area, they are now actively recruiting collaborators because they need specialists for their cyber attacks. So the, the issue of uh, crime as a, service, as a service is very, very actual at the moment. And what we also see is that the period between the initial infection with the ransomware and the activation of the ransomware attack is much shorter. So they don't wait anymore to the ideal moment uh, to launch the attack. A new thing we discovered uh, this week is that uh, unexperienced group, criminal groups who were not active in cybercrime, uh, so unexperienced uh, criminal group in cybercrime, they now commit attacks, but their phishing uh, mails does not always lead uh, to an attack because they do not have the experience to launch an attack. So what they actually do, uh, to put it in, in, in another way, is they, they take, for instance, a hospital uh, as a hostage. Yeah, indeed. That yeah. is what they do, yes. Yeah. Do, you, do you have an idea of how widespread these sort of crimes, both these cyber crimes and the others related to the corona crisis, how widespread this, this is in Europe right now? Uh, we have um, the issue in all the member states of the European Union. Uh, but, for instance, for counterfeit goods, that uh, started first in the country who was first affected by the pandemic, so in Italy. And you see, for instance, the issue we have with counterfeit goods, it follows the pandemic because they use the fear of the people in that member states because the people are looking for medication, they are looking for pro goods to protect themselves, and they are looking for information. So the countries who are the hardest hit by the virus are also the hardest hit by, by this sort of crime? It is the, the countries who were first affected by the, by the crisis 
or the first, uh, there we see the most activities of the criminal organizations uh, for counterfeiting goods. How about a country like, like Denmark? Um, there are uh, there is an, uh, an increase of um, uh, child sexual exploitation material online. We do not only see this in Denmark, uh, but we see this in, in, in all the member states. But uh, Denmark has reported the increase uh, themselves. This is also uh, the second big issue for us uh, related to cybercrime, is the increase of the child abuse material online. And uh, we know this, uh, that this is increasing because uh, we have more information from member states. We see that more and more people are calling the, the hotlines and also our uh, dark web team at, Moni at uh, Europol is monitoring uh, the dark web and they see that uh, the conversations uh, between criminals, uh, uh, child sexual abuse, abuse uh, criminals and uh, on the forums are uh, going up. But why do you think that, that this sort of crisis, health crisis, would make that sort of crime go up? Because um, they make use of the fact uh, that um, uh, children are more vulnerable due to the isolation. There can be less supervision, uh, supervision and uh, the exposure online is bigger. And uh, because of the teleworking and the fact uh, that um, child sexual abusers cannot travel at the moment, um, they, they, they look for material on the, on the cybernet, on the net, in mm -hmm. fact. Is Denmark fully participating in, in your work uh, fighting these sort of crimes? Since we, we have an opt-out, we're not fully members of Europol. Yeah. Um, we have a, a very strong agreement uh, that has been signed in 2017 with Denmark. So there is a very good uh, cooperation with Denmark. There is a lot of information exchange. But of course, um, there are limits in the cooperation. We have to uh, work with the agreement we have, which is good. But it's not uh, like a full member state. The direct access to the Europol information system, for instance, is not there. Mm. So it's, it's less good. The access Denmark has is less good than if Denmark was a full member. There is always an, uh, yeah, when, when you have an opt-out and you have to uh, decide on a, an agreement, uh, it's always a bit less than a full member state. But I can, I can assure you that the collaboration with Dem Denmark is very good and there is a lot of information exchange, but the uh, limited exit access is a fact. Denmark has, has recently voted as a sort of special emergency law, as many European countries have done at the moment, uh, and the Danish law doubles and in some cases quadruples punishment for crimes, even petty crimes like theft, uh, for instance, if they are related to coronavirus. Is that helpful and is that the right thing to do right now, do you think? Uh, I cannot make an assessment of, of the decisions of the authorities in Denmark. What we are doing here at Europol is that uh, we are uh, making the overview of what different member states are doing uh, regarding the pandemic. And we see that this is an evolution in a lot of member states. Uh, and I am a strong believer in the fact that governments, they want to take care of their population. They want uh, as... Um, uh, they don't want to have many, uh, a lot of, they, they want to reduce the number of victims uh, due to the pandemic. So they take decisions uh, they think they have to take. Uh, but we see that the evolution is in, in a lot of countries uh, uh, the same. Mm -hmm. My last question is, um, 
<clears throat> Mrs. Director, what is your advice to European citizens to protect themselves against these corona-related crimes that we see? Uh, first of all, uh, prevention is very important. When you normally live, you close your door when you go out of your house uh, so that nobody can come in. Uh, when you access uh, the Internet, you have to be sure that you have passwords. Uh, you have to, to look at your children, uh, which websites are they looking at, um, with whom are they talking or trying to talk uh, through the Internet. When you buy goods, you have to be sure that you, you have to uh, buy from um, uh, commercial institutions that you know you used to buy the goods over there. And when you look for information, it's very important that you listen to the government and you listen to the experts because there you will have the right information um, and, and that you do not uh, look at uh, information that is spread it around. Uh, so you have to take a lot of uh, preventive action to prevent, uh, to protect, in fact, yourself, um, uh, not to buy counterfeit goods, not to, to buy uh, false uh, tests, and to be sure that uh, when you are teleworking and when you are accessing uh, the World Wide Web, uh, you have to be sure that all the safeguards are in place and that you have a protected environment when you where you work in, because criminals want your money and they want your identity. So you have to protect yourself uh, towards that. Ja, og tak til dig, der lyttede med til vores sidste sommerspecial her i parlamentet. Podcasten Thomas har forhåbentlig fået let batterierne op i ferien ovenpå Brexit og coronavirus og budgetforhandlinger, så når han til september igen er klar til at følge alle de emner til dørs, når den politiske sæson i EU begynder igen. Mit navn er Henrik Axel Bugter, og vi lyttes ved. Parlamentet er sponsoreret af 3F, fordi Danmark fortjener færre journalistik om EU. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.